Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. And I'm a fan of disruptors, people who make, take change. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Because I can show you that outraged citizens are the ones who have made America what she is and led to any major milestones. Citizens have no duty to check their outrage. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. The child shall behave insolently against the aged and the base against the honorable. For a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father. Thou hast a mantle. Be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thy hand, Isaiah 3, 5, 6. But I want to talk about an eye for an eye today. What does that mean? What is an eye for an eye? Exodus twenty one twenty six says, If a man smite the eye of his bondman, or the eye of his bondwoman, and destroy it, he shall let him go free for his eye's sake. And if he smite out his bondman's tooth, or his bondwoman's tooth, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. It means an eye for an eye, more or less. It says to give them freedom to compensate for injury. Is that an eye for an eye? We have to read the Bible in a little more detail to understand what this means. Because Exodus 21, 23 to 25 is a little different. We're talking about an equitable justice system. How about the security guard who shot and killed that 14-year Air Force veteran yesterday, 
who had no guns. She was unarmed. But if any harm follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. What does that mean? Do we even know who shot that woman? Why did they sweep that under the rug? What if she had been a black woman? What if she'd been a transvestite? What if she'd been a Hispanic illegal alien with a Mexican flag rioting for the rights to invade America? I can guarantee you Wolf Blitzer would have delivered another blintz. I guarantee you that Anderson Cooper would have delivered another child. Now they've swept it under the rug because you see she's a white woman. A white woman. No, we should not let that woman die in vain. We need to know who executed her. She had no guns. Why did he put her in the firing range? Why did he rush to judgment and panic and kill her? Ashley Babbitt was not shot and killed by the D.C. police. She was shot by Pence's security detail. The police did not shoot her. It was Vice President Pence's security detail. As she was climbing through a window, he pulled out a handgun and shot her and killed her with one shot. Listen to this. It's on the top of michaelsavage.com. As a matter of fact, by the video I am seeing on my own website, unbelievable to me. The D.C. police took a stance to defend the crowd from that maniac. Go to michaelsavage.com and see it again. It was one of the scared punks in Pence's security detail who took aim and shot that woman in cold blood. He committed homicide, murder, first-degree murder. You don't believe me? Go to michaelsavage.com. It gets even uglier. The New York Post, owned by Rupert Murdoch, the Moloch of our time, is now trying to turn the woman, the Air Force veteran who was shot in cold blood and killed, into some evil person. Listen to the headline that Rupert Moloch had the nerve to have his little minions at the New York Post say, Air Force vet killed in capital chaos, frequently shared conspiracy theories and called for a coup. So that's to what make it justified that she was fatally killed. Can you believe this? Who shot her? She served 14 years, spent time in Afghanistan and Iraq, deployed by the National Guard to Kuwait and Qatar. Could you believe this? This is a wonderful woman. She was a very strong patriot. She was loud and opinionated. She was from San Diego, outspoken on social media. She was a member of the alt-right movement. So what? She's still an American and a good one at that. The day before she was shot and killed by Capitol Police. No, it was not by Capitol Police. It looks like she was executed by one of Pence's security guards. Babbitt tweeted, nothing will stop us. They can try and try and try, but the storm is here and it is descending upon D.C. in less than 24 hours, dark to light. That's not illegal. In 2018, Babbitt posted a rambling video on Twitter, they say, slamming California politicians as the crisis at the U.S.'s southern border played out. Excuse me, Mr. Murdoch, that's not a crime. As you hide behind your bodyguards in your mansions, here is a woman was a Trump supporter, an America supporter, a patriot who served in the military. Could you believe this? And now we find out she was a high-level security official during her time in the Air Force. She was executed security guards. And they're trying to turn her into an evil person in Rupert Moloch's New York Post. Shame on you, Rupert. I know you won't get this message. I know you have nothing but puppets 
on Fox News. I know you have nothing but puppets working for you and your publishing companies. Shame on you for trying to smear the woman who was executed in the U.S. Capitol. She's more of an American than you are. My friends, the dam has been breached. As we all watched the Capitol being stormed yesterday, we saw history being made. No one has seen that many people breaching a police line and taking over the portico of the Capitol. It started as a, I guess, peaceful protest against the counting of the votes of the Electoral College. Now, you could blame President Trump, as all of the world seems to be doing right now, because the president made a very long speech in front of this crowd, pointing out all the ways he thought the election was not on the up and up. You could say that he uh, riled up the crowd to storm through the Capitol Police to force Congress to evacuate. You could say he led those protesters breaking through the doors and windows. Some of that criticism may be fair. But make no mistake about it, this is the fault of the left. For four years, the left, Nancy Pelosi, the vermin in the media, the Hollywoods, didn't just attack President Trump. They ruthlessly attacked us. They attacked us. They called us every name under the sun. They called all 74 million people of deplorable, irredeemable, clingers, toothless fools, uneducated morons. That's what they did. How long can you insult people till they snap? When you attack people relentlessly day after day as Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper and the other vermin kept doing, because we believe the nation should go in a different direction than you do. What do you think otherwise law-abiding people are going to do? And eventually that mob will reach a breaking point, and that is what you saw yesterday. This provocation has been going on for four straight years. What happened yesterday started with the Mueller report, make no mistake about it, and the dam broke. It comes as no surprise to me that these very same people are being attacked by Republicans and even Fox News. All of those people in the crowd couldn't be as bad as they say they are. They're comparing this breach to when the British burned the White House in the War of 1812. All summer long, we've watched federal buildings and police departments besieged by leftist thugs. We've watched leftist thugs called Black Lives Matter, a domestic terrorist group. Antifa, a communist leftist anarchist group funded by powerful interests in America. Probably the Democrat Party itself, Antifa attacking federal buildings, setting fire to police departments. These leftist thugs were called heroes by Nancy Pelosi. These leftist thugs were called patriots by Kamala Harris as they set fire to businesses, took over entire sections of cities, calling them autonomous zones. We were told they were peaceful protests, not one word of derision. But when we saw this massive protest of conservative patriots yesterday, suddenly the same leftist vermin in the media was shocked, disturbed, ashamed at the un-American acts and so on. Why are they shocked by what they helped precipitate? Every night on television, they called you racists, sexists, xenophobes, deplorables, irredeemables. Until eventually you join this crowd. Many of you are listening to this podcast. You are in that crowd. I know it. Many of you are not. I wasn't there. They said you were deserving of whatever happened to you. And not because of the content of your character, but because of the mainly the white color of your skin. 
They put you down for your race. The people in that mob watched these videos. They heard testimony and saw with their own eyes that fraud did happen in this election. There was clearly fraud. Everyone knows this. Maybe there wasn't sufficient fraud to have changed the outcome of the election, but we all saw the fraud. The ballots that showed up in the middle of the night. How many millions of illegal aliens voted in this election? Well, you wouldn't know because Aunt Nancy and Charlie Schumer wouldn't let us have voter ID in America. Why won't they want to have voter ID? Because they wanted illegal Mexicans and other illegal aliens to vote so they can hold on to their grip of power, can be like a vice on us. Don't believe what you saw. Breaking points were breached yesterday. Of course, they called out the National Guard. These are the same people, Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C., who excoriated President Trump for calling out the National Guard or wanting to when Antifa and Black Lives Matter tried to burn St. John's Church. My friends, our country is divided now more than ever, more than ever since the Civil War. I wrote a book years ago called Stop the Coming Civil War. Biden and Harris are not equipped to stop that civil war. God help us and God help America because we'll need God to save this country. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Last night was a very emotional night for all of us in America. We all know that. And there was a great condemnation of the riots outside the halls of Congress, taking over the portico. I call them democracy protesters, as they would have been called if they were in China. They were labeled terrorists by the same media, Salenterites, who called violent BLM bums and Antifa bums peaceful protesters. So I went on to Twitter, Periscope, and I spoke to you, my audience, for a bit of a while, 20 minutes. It's quite emotional. Why don't you listen to it and tell me what you think about my reaction to the riots yesterday, right now, on the Savage Nation podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Nation. This is a very somber speech tonight from my desk, not from the Oval Office. I have no Oval Office. I've only my little desk, my little world. I said I would go on, and then I realized that I'm being shadow blocked by Twitter. Normally, you know, we get 15, 20, 30,000 people listen to any one of my performances or discussions or speeches. Tonight it was 10. They cut it to 10. Some vermin from the third world that he hired for $12 an hour cut it to 10. Democracy is dead. And this was a setup. The whole thing was a setup from the beginning to the end. From the beginning to the end. From the beginning to the end. So at times like this, and many of you don't want to hear it, tomorrow will be my second podcast of the week. And believe me, it'll be the best you've ever heard in your life. And not only not only will cover the Georgia debacle of the election being stolen there, what happened there is something that you will not understand for the next five years. I understood it right away. Tonight was a setup. So let me back up for a minute. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I strengthen thee, I help thee, I uphold thee with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41.10. You say, well, what the hell does Isaiah have to do with it? And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. I know that you don't believe any of this anymore. Isaiah 1.5, he wrote, the whole head is sick, 
and the whole heart faint. These ancient Hebrew prophets foresaw the world that we are living in. You wouldn't know it listening to Anderson Cooper, that degenerate piece of human offal, or the others on CNN who provoked this tonight. For years, they called you every name under the sun. First, she started the she-witch, deplorable, untouchable, unwashable, demented, every name under the sun, putting down white males, white males, white no good, white no good, whiteness no good. And then the devil wins, Warnock in Georgia, who built his whole career on hating white people. This is a descendant of Louis Farrakhan is now in the U.S. Senate. The people went crazy today in Washington. She say, well, who, who did it? Who, who provoked this? Was it the right thing to do? No, it was the wrong thing to do because it will have the opposite effect of what the crowd wanted it to have, which is exactly why it shouldn't have happened. This is the problem. They've already taken away our right to assembly. They're now going to take away, or they're going to try to take away the next bunches of our rights. And so where do we go from here? Do we turn to the Bible? Some will, and I will. The opening of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I, op I opened wide my mouth and panted, for I long for thy commandments. In times like this, listen to me, even the most lost amongst you, think back, because it's not two generations in your past, no matter how smart you think you are, no matter how progressive you think you are, it's not two generations ago that you had religious grandparents. They were smarter than you. They were better than you. They produced your parents, and then your parents produced you, and you produced nothing. All you did was shoot your load into a napkin. All that sex you had and no children. You know why? Because you're lower than a dog. Most of you dogs, most of you leftists are lower than a dog. A dog has progeny. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1.27. You hear that? Male and female created he them. Just the other day, the she-witch Pelosi said there is no he, there is no she, there is no father, there is no mother. She thinks she was God. And you wonder why the walls were breached today? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the young woman shall conceive and bear a son and should call his name Emmanuel. I know much of this is unreal to most of you. I get it. It sounds like hocus pocus from ancient times. The wisdom of the prudent is to look well to his way, but the folly of fools is the seat, Proverbs 14.8. This is all from God, faith, and reason. I don't need you to buy my book. I'm way past needing you to buy any of my books, but I will refer to stop mass hysteria. Very important for you to understand this. But more important than stop mass hysteria is a little-known book, a little-known book that was written by someone a few years ago in 2014 called, it was called Stop the Coming Civil War, published in 2014, written in 2013. I don't want to go into it right now, but I'm going to read you the opening to Stop Mass Hysteria. This book is dedicated to the men and women of law enforcement who are on the front lines protecting the rest of us from the violent, radical, left-wing street criminals whose goal is to tear our society into pieces. Who wrote that? Me. The books are over. 2018. I tried my best. I tried my best. Warnock is a disciple of Louis Farrakhan. Look what someone just wrote from God, faith, and reason to God, faith, and treason. 
So I want to read you some of my tweets tonight before I say goodnight, because tomorrow's a podcast day. I'm doing Mondays and Thursdays on the Savage Nation podcast. Today I did a television show on a little-known network, JCTV, a Jewish network that wants to go into the news business, and they created a show just for me called Savage's News. And you could watch it if you'd like. It's pretty damn good. It's a, it's a preview of what's coming tomorrow on the podcast. I'm going to read you some of my tweets and then say goodnight. Okay, so let's start with John Voigt's tweet last night. John is a wonderful man. And he says, it gives me great joy to announce to everyone Michael Savage is premiering his new show, Savage's News, on Jewish Life Television, JLTV, Wednesday, January 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern on DirecTV Channel 325-1. You should watch it. John loved the show. His partners loved the show. And they're from Hollywood, and they know, they know what's what. So seven hours ago, I tweeted the following. So now the left... So the left now sees what the right can do. The media, Antifa, BLM provoked this. Enough is enough. I had not yet been shadow blocked. I then said, how many in the D.C. mob are, are agent provocateurs? And Antifa, BLM, other leftists waving flags, carrying Trump signs. We don't know. But we do know what agent provocateurs can do. Many of you never heard the, the phrase. Many of you are political Wizards, you know what agent provocateurs are. That's the enemy's camp, travels within your camp, and does bad things to make your camp look bad. You're telling me half of those rioters were not Antifa? Just logic would dictate that they were. There's a movie in the 60s called Z, set in Greece. Oh, you got to watch that one. So how many in this mob were agent provocateurs? How many? I don't know. That would be something for legitimate investigative agencies to discover. Here's something interesting. Earlier I tweeted, D.C. democracy protesters are labeled terrorists, rioters. I call them democ democracy protesters. If they were doing this in Hong Kong when China was trying to take over, they'd be called democracy protesters, wouldn't they? And even that degenerate on CNN would have to say, well, well, they were, they were marching for democracy. Labeled terrorists by the same media salenterites, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, who call violent BLM Antifa peaceful protesters. They called the people in Washington, 99% of whom were democracy protesters today, exercising their right to address their grievances to the offices of the so-called lawmakers, who are really mostly lawbreakers and grifters and gangsters. There's not much more for me to say right now other than what I'm saying. All I know is I'm being shadow banned on Twitter as I speak. Very few of you are allowed to hear and see me. It's their website. They can do what they want. If you want to see me unfiltered, as long as it lasts, the podcasts work. The Savage Nation podcast. People were in this to the end. We're in this to the end. She is a white woman, a veteran, and she was executed by a cop. Who did this? And by the way, we found something for you before I sign off tonight that you have to see. We put it on michaelsavage.com. My assistant was shocked by what he found. He found 
that just before she was killed, one of the wonderful DC uh, police, whatever they're called, was trampling on American flag on an American flag. Let's see if it's up on the Savage Nation website. Mike, here it is. Got it. MichaelSavage.com. So on the top of it is Ashley Babit, the 14-year U.S. Air Force veteran, capitally shot in the back. Most of you have seen that tragic story. The cop should be arrested for homicide. This is like this is the the Floyd, the George Floyd job. He killed her. He executed her. The punk coward vermin. Now go down on michaelsavage.com. Earlier, a police officer was stomping on the American flag on the U.S. Capitol steps. They were provoking the crowd. Instagram dropped it because that's owned by Mark, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So you have to understand something here. We've lost freedom of association. We've lost freedom of the press. When Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg... And the one with the sweater up there in Washington and the Google people are more powerful than the president and the entire Congress together. Tell me what we have. A media dictatorship. Media dictatorship. But the cop trampled on the flag and someone tried to stop him. They provoked the crowd. You know what that's like? That's like waving a flag. In a red flag in front of a bull. It's on earlier a police officer stomping an American flag on the U.S. Capitol step. It has been dropped from Instagram. You can't find it anymore. But it was on michaelsavage.com. They didn't call out the National Guard when they were burning churches, threatening to breach the White House walls. And now they're calling for Trump to be arrested. Biden is calling it sedition. New York Post is saying it's an invasion of the Capitol. What happened in Georgia, though? You forgot that already? The two communists were uh, escalated into the uh, Senate to control the Senate. You forgot who that is? You forgot him, the African-American guy? Oh, I said African-American. I forget. That's sacred. Warnock's not just an African-American man. He's Louis Farrakhan with a white collar with a red soul. Warnock is... Louis Farrakhan with a white collar and a red soul. We have his speeches. He hates the police. He hates the military. He hates white people. He hates America. Remember Reverend Wright? Reverend Wright and Reverend Warnock are blood brothers. There's so much more to tell you about Georgia tomorrow and about the riots and who provoked it and what this is all about. Fox News is finished. They're gone. I know what happened. I saw them all turn on the crowds. Even the most loyal supporter of Trump over these years has turned on him. And that was Michael Goodwin, who said Trump is responsible for this day of infamy in America. Michael Goodwin was told in no uncertain terms by the Murdoch boys, you write this or you're out, you'll lose a job. So he did what he had to do to, to survive. Trump is not responsible for this day of infamy. You could say he is. It's easy to say that. But that's not what happened here. You could blame Nancy Pelosi. You can blame Adam Schiff. You can blame all the vermin who attacked us day and night for the last four years, call us every name under the sun. Most of the crowd were white people. They had had enough. They snapped. They couldn't take anymore. It's just the beginning, not the end. 
What you have seen today, unfortunately, is not the end of what, what's coming. I tried to warn you in 2014. I wrote it in 2013. You laughed at me. It was a bestseller on the New York Times list. Fine. Great. And I dedicated it to the uh, police. I'll close with the dedication again. This book is dedicated to the men and women of law enforcement who are on the front lines protecting the rest of us from the violent, radical, left-wing street criminals whose goal is to tear our society into pieces. Did you listen to me? You didn't even hear about the book because I'm banned on Fox News. I'll close with the opening. We reached a new mass hysteria inflection point, I wrote. Hatred is in the air, I wrote. We are living in an age of hate in which mental pollution is worse than air pollution. The most accessible and comprehensive of all unifying agents, hatred is spreading like a virus into all too willing hosts. It unifies knee-jerk liberals no matter what their other differences. Hatred of conservatives, hatred of Trump, hatred of Trump's voters is one of the many cases of mass hysteria infecting American society today but it is likely the most destructive. I saw what was coming. I was asked today on Jewish television, how did you write prophetic words like this? Are you a prophet? I said, no, I'm not a prophet, but anyone who writes prophetic words and say that they're not descended from prophets is lying to you. We all have DNA. Our DNA goes back to certain people. Some of us have descended from certain people. Some of us have been blessed with the descendants from certain people. And we can be rejected. We can be, rocks can be thrown at us. We, we can be called names under the sun. It's okay. It's okay. What happens now? Study Cambodia. You will see what occasional cortex has in mind for you. You will see what occasional cortex and the others foisted upon us in these last few years have in store for us. Thank you for listening. God bless America. God save America. And remember, please, tomorrow, the Savage Nation podcast where I cover in detail some of what I started tonight. Thank you for listening. Good night. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Well, I have Georgia on my mind. Things are not that peachy today. Georgia just spoke. And uh, we could say it was rigged if you want. We could also say that it was not rigged. And that inadvertently the president drove people to the polls who wouldn't have voted in this special election. And inadvertently drove people away from the polls who would have voted for the Republicans. Or we could say the election was rigged and we can blame voting machines. There's a lot of viewpoints on this. All I know is that America is now like these sliced peaches in a can. Welcome to the Savage Nation. But I want to begin with what just happened in Georgia. And we'll focus on Reverend Warnock. Reverend Warnock, you think, is someone to be celebrated. You believe he is closer to Martin Luther King Jr., than anyone in the history of the American political system. No, my friends, as you will soon hear and judge for yourself, 
Reverend Warnock is closer to Louis Farrakhan than Martin Luther King Jr. And if you think Reverend Farrakhan should be a U.S. senator, you are crazy, as you will soon find out. This is a disaster for America. Two new far-left, Marxist-oriented Democrat senators. The tiebreaker will be none other than the corrupted Kamala Harris. Never forget who Kamala Harris is. She'll be the tie-breaking vote. She comes from the most corrupt political machine in America since Tammany Hall ran New York for 100 years. She is in Pelosi's backyard. Pelosi and her group put Kamala Harris in the Senate. She's now the vice president. So this force behind the Pelosi machine is now going to be running America. And if you like bums in the street, if you like crime in the street, get ready for it across America. If you like the war on police and no police, get ready to defend yourself without guns because they will be coming for your speech, your guns. They've already taken away your freedom of assembly, told you to wear masks, don't touch anyone, don't talk to anyone, social distancing. They got you halfway there to tyranny. So let's begin at the beginning. It was very close. John Ossoff beat Purdue by almost nothing. Who is John Ossoff? Another far-left radical. The Democrat Senate now spell, spells an end to President Trump's tax cuts. It lowered tax bills for most Americans and corporations which provide jobs. The southern border will be inundated with illegal aliens from Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, the Middle East. Regulation on everything will increase. The so-called Green New Deal, which is stupid, idiotic, can't work, which will destroy America's infrastructure, becomes a real possibility. Court packing, what does that mean? Expanding the number of people on the Supreme Court so it can be dominated by the Marxists in Congress. Even Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted to pack the courts, and his own Democrat Party said no to that. Do you think this Democrat Party is going to say no to this court packing? Wait and see. I doubt it. How about this united Democrat front that we see emerging, rallying around occasional Cortex's ideas? You know her, right? Representative occasional Cortex, when the brain works half time, I call it occasional Cortex. Remember what I just said to you, identity politics? Identity politics on the nation Cancel offenders will be canceled any way they can cancel you, shut you up, take away your First Amendment rights to speak. You remember the movie Gangs of New York? Remember Boss Tweed? Gangs of New York, Boss Tweed. That was Tammany Hall. They ran New York for 100 years. Vice President Harris, the new tiebreaker of the Senate. She is the new Boss Tweed. See how it works? And how about this? Speaker Pelosi, you know how wonderful she is, don't you? The one who eliminated he, she, man, woman, parents from congressional speeches, that psycho ice cream eater from Pacific Heights. Just this Monday, she gave us a signal about how things would work. She moved to knock out a House bill that required new spending to be offset by savings elsewhere. And under the new rule that Pelosi pushed, first pushed by the psycho Democrat, socialist, communist, rep, occasional cortex, any outlays in the name of fighting the pandemic or global warming will be exempted from the pay-as-you-go requirement. In other words, a blank check 
to bankrupt America. But what about Ossoff, the other Georgia darling, the other peach in a can? How about the other Georgia peach that you just elected, you morons, you? How about the other peach? Is he a nice guy? Now, Ossoff tried to position himself as a moderate. But even he supports raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. You say, well, that's not a lot of money. The restaurants, which are already suffering and are not surviving because of the shutdowns, will be out of business altogether. There's no profit at $15 an hour. The waiters make money off their tips. You raise it to 15 an hour, most of the small coffee shops go out of business. What else is Ossoff, the progressive centrist, so-called, in favor of? Ossoff, in Georgia, the other new senator, is in favor of statehood for Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. <laughs> More communist senators from Puerto Rico, the welfare state. The 33-year-old Ossoff, the CEO of a documentary film company, is nothing but an empty suit put in power by money from California and New York. He is a perpetual candidate whose only talent was fundraising from Hollywood and New York State. And what about Purdue? Purdue is finished. Purdue rightly noted that Ossoff's firm has ties to a Hong Kong telecom giant whose owner disdains the pro-democracy protest there. Give you an idea of who he is. Now, Warnock, the other one who we talked about, not hide his radicalism or even his loony anti-American ideas. Reverend <clears throat> Warnock said in a 2016 sermon that America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. You want to see, you want to start hearing that out of the Senate? Do you understand what a black nationalist is? Do you understand what black racism is? Do you think racism only comes in one color? Then you're really stupid. In 2018, your hero, Warnock, declared, quote, nativism and ethnocentrism and bigotry are in high places on both sides of the Atlantic. He said before there was Trumpism over here, there was Brexit over there. He's an outright worldwide communist. Warnock, even though he was elected, was arrested for obstructing an investigation into suspected child abuse at a camp that he ran in Maryland in 2002, though the charges were later dropped by the powerful Democrat machine. Can you imagine if a Republican was even hinted at being involved in sweeping away an investigation on child abuse at a camp that they ran? But that's because of Will Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and the other vermin in the media who you think are respectable, reliable sources. The real problem here is not Warnock, Ossoff he is now. The real problem are the liars in the media who have destroyed this country. They are the true enemy within. And I got to tell you something. We were warned about the enemy within a long time ago. I'm going to take a quick break and come back and tell you about the enemy within in a moment on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. We're talking about sliced peaches today. Georgia, Georgia on my mind. If I had the voice of Ray Charles, I'd be singing Georgia on my mind. But I don't have the voice of Ray Charles. I have the voice of Michael Savage. It's a God-given gift, and I thank God for that gift. We're talking about what just happened to America and how we're now all like sliced peaches in a can with what just happened in the Senate. Now, who do we blame for this? Well, let's begin with a statement made a long time ago, not by Michael Savage when he wrote The Enemy Within, and when I wrote The Enemy Within, and it was published, wow, 2003, that's like yesterday, what I did was I opened this book by quoting 
Cicero, a Roman orator and statesman from 42 BC who foresaw what we have in America today when he said, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely. His sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. Sound familiar? For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face and their arguments, peels to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. That's about the enemy within, written by Roman orator and statesman Cicero in 42 BC. Now, I want to play a soundbite of the man you just elected, Warnock, where he's praising the nation of Islam. I do not understand how Jews keep voting for far-left Democrats when all the far-left Democrats have nakedly shown they hate Israel and they hate Jews. Again, a very smart Jewish man many years ago said, I don't know what's wrong with my people. They can be brilliant in medicine, brilliant in science, brilliant in the law, brilliant in business, but they're insane when it comes to their own survival. He said it better than I did. So here's the man you just elected, and you got to pay close attention to it. Why don't we begin with clip two, Jim, where he says police are gangsters and thugs. I don't know about you, but the crime wave sweeping San Francisco, New York, and Chicago are not caused by the police. They're caused by thugs. Go ahead, play it. So in Ferguson, police power showing up in a kind of gangster and thug mentality. You know, you know how you, you can wear all kinds of colors and be a thug. You can sometimes wear the colors of the state and behave like a thug. And you can wear a white collar and be a thug, Reverend Warnock. You wore a white collar, but you know, inside you're wearing a red collar because you have a red soul. You may wear a white collar, Reverend Warnock, but you're a warlock to me. And you have a red soul, Warnock. We know who you are. He also put down the military. Listen to him in clip three. This is the man you just elected to put America inside a can like a sliced peach. Listen to this, putting down the military now. America, nobody can serve God and the military. You can't serve God and money. You cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. America, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Choose ye this day. So he said you cannot serve God and the military. She's telling who to not serve in the military. Who? The man is the enemy within. And he's now in the U.S. Senate. Wait till you see the mayhem. And by the way, he is going to be held up on a pedestal by Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and all of the morons on the left who don't even know they're digging their own graves. Or do they know? Or are they that stupid that they don't know? I don't know the difference. He then said racism is America's pre-existing condition. Well, as I've said to you many times on my radio show over the years, racism comes in many colors. It comes in many colors many creeds, many religions, but to keep saying whites are no good, whites are evil, whiteness is evil, is actually a form of genocide against white people. But he said it. He celebrated Reverend Wright. 
I don't want to play any more of this because I know many of you and how you feel about this election. I know what you feel and also about the election on November 3rd. Many of you feel the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Now, there is a lot of evidence of fraud and the mail-in balloting opened the gate for lots of cheating. I wrote about mail-in balloting in my latest bestseller, which was only published a few months ago. Notice I say the war continues on the bottom of our fight for America, but the mail-in balloting in here is so important, it's worth quoting to you, and I may have to find it. I do have it for you right here. Just give me a little time because I'll read to you about how the electoral pendulum swings socialist. I'll read to you about uh, all sorts of things that I predicted would happen. Am I a prophet? No man who is a prophet would say to you he is a prophet. But any man who writes prophetic words would be falsely humble to say he didn't write prophetic words and speak prophetic words. And I saw what was going to happen. I knew that they were going to steal the election. I knew they were going to do it with mail-in election theft. I knew, as I wrote back in October, the Democrats won't have to nullify this year's election if they can manage to steal it for their senile candidate. Okay? My friends, the crazed governor of my state, signed a bill to mail out a ballot to every registered voter in California. That pretty much gave the election away to the Democrats who will be mailing in these ballots for dead people, illegal aliens, and who knows who else. It probably doesn't matter as much in California, which was already a one-party state ruled by the Pelosi clan, and where there are no Republicans in any power whatsoever. Now, if you think a one-party system is good, get back to me after you visit North Korea, because that's what you're going to have in this country. My friends, I saw this was coming, and they dismissed President Trump's concerns as false and debunked. We know that the mail-in ballots stole the election. How many millions of illegal aliens voted? Well, you wouldn't know because they vo- they worked in the Senate against voter ID. Why would they be against voter ID? Little Caribbean nations have voter identification. Go to Grenada. They'd say, well, you don't have voter ID in America. We have it here because we don't want people from outside our Caribbean island voting. But you're too stupid to understand that when they were selling you the voter ID is racist, you bought it because you're actually not as smart as you think you are. But why did we lose in Georgia? Was it fraud? Possibly. Did President Trump inadvertently turn the election against the Republicans by becoming so bellicose in the last few days and going out there? First, galvanizing the Democrats to vote against Republicans. And secondly, galvanizing Republicans not to even vote at all when he said the election is rigged. They said, why bother voting then? You hear? In the two crucial months leading up to the two Senate runoffs in Georgia, President Trump attacked the Republican establishment in Georgia over and over, claiming the election was stolen and demanded recount after recount and then decertification, all while the Republican leaders in that state kept telling him that he lost. What did that do? What was the result of that? What was the result of President Trump's statements? The president held two rallies in the state, including one just the night before the runoff. And what did he do during those rallies? He complained over and over about how Georgian votes were not counted correctly. But then he said, said to people how to go out and vote so we could keep the Senate and slow the Biden agenda. What message was that? What message was that? Here was the effect. Never mind what he said. What was the effect of the president's message? Many Georgia conservatives, either in support of the president's message or feeling disenfranchised, 
and that their vote didn't count because the fix was in, they decided not to vote at all. In some red counties, I don't like the colors, by the way, they're all backwards. That's how smart the Dems are. In some Republican counties, the Republican turnout was small percentage points less than what had turned out in the general election. See, they didn't even come out to vote. Had they turned out, the Senate races would have come out differently. These small amounts of votes would have made a huge difference. So what do we have now? Raphael Warnock, a black liberation theologian, a person who praised the nation of Islam, a person who put down the military, a person who hates the police, a preacher of black nationalism and of racism and hatred in a church wearing a white collar when it really should be a red collar. He is now a United States senator, one of 100. The big backfire of constantly touting a rigged election has given us Reverend Wright in different clothing, telling Georgians that their votes weren't going to mean anything because the fix was in has put Louis Farrakhan in the well of the hallowed Senate with a marionette called Reverend Warnock. My friends, John Ossoff won too. John Ossoff is who? A nobody, an empty suit, an Obama clone, a man who has nothing in his background, no accomplishments, no skills, or anything else to give him some kind of authority. He will be a senator, just like Obama was a senator. Was this all because the president pushed too far? That the narrative was, was about stealing votes? President Trump gave us so much in four years. But this useless fight may have marred his legacy and may have forever changed the country. Schumer, Warnock, Ossoff, Pelosi will next come for the Electoral College trying to make D.C. and Puerto Rico states. They will enforce an absurd, unscientific climate agenda on us all because conservatives stayed home on Election Day in Georgia. In four years, we may not recognize our nation. I want to conclude today by saying to you the title of my book, Our Fight for America, The War Continues. The subtitle is more important than the title because the war has just begun. You may not know it, but they're going to come for your guns, your God, and your family itself by attacking family values. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. Well, that's the speech that triggered the, um, I'm telling you, the riots. I and mean, he's being blamed, but wrongly in a way. First of all, everything he said was true. Unfortunately, it was said at the wrong time in the wrong place. That's the reality of what just went on here. Every word the president just said was true. Fake news media, stolen votes, all true, but the wrong time in the wrong place for such an inciting, inciting speech. And then the mob acted according to what the president was saying is we will not take it anymore. So they acted. On the other hand, you can't deny the fact that the media is filled, filled with leftist liars fake news media, and that many, many votes were stolen. 
finally, when things got out of hand and we saw the mobs up on the portico breaking in windows and glass, which was over the top, all wrong, never should have happened. Trump finally acted and said, you have to go home now in the following clip. Let's listen. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Now, now, finally, Joe Biden, who was silent during the Antifa riots, the BLM riots, taking over Seattle, taking over downtown Portland, attacking police, looting, burning. This went on for months and that 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 silent Biden said nothing. Now, all of a sudden, they push him out onto the stage to put down the crowd and call them extremists, saying it's not dissent. It's seditious. It borders on sedition. This is what you can expect coming from the Biden-Harris leftist radical Democrats. Listen. An assault on the rule of law like few times we've ever seen it. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings. The doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent, it's disorder, it's chaos, it borders on sedition, and it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. Yeah, that would be very nice if you said the same thing to your friends in the Black Lives Matter hate group. Or if you said the same thing to your Antifa friends you unleashed on America for six months so you could be ushered into the presidency. No, my friend. No, my friend. The assault on the rule of law is you and your vice president stealing the election. That's the assault on the rule of law. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Chris Ruddy, who is the CEO of Newsmax, joins us now on the Savage Nation podcast. Chris, thanks for being with us in this historic time. Have you spoken with President Trump since yesterday by any chance? I haven't, Michael, no. I last saw him over the over the holiday period. What are your thoughts about what happened yesterday? I mean, everyone's pointing fingers at everyone else, all blaming Trump. It's not his fault. The people, in my opinion, were provoked for, for years now, called every name under the sun, and something exploded. What do you think? Well, well, let's just put the whole thing in perspective. The entry and the misbehavior and the rioting or whatever that took place at that Capitol building is abhorrent, should be condemned, was wrong. I don't know any right-minded person that would think that what they did was good. 
I mean, it's it was terrible. Um, it seems like there was very, so on the good side, very limited violence, right? The most violent thing that happened was that this unarmed female Air Force veteran was shot to death by by someone on the security team there. And the video doesn't really show that she provoked anyone to be have shot been shot. Uh, so was there excessive force there? I'm, uh, you know, when no, I look at Chris, she's dead. She is dead. But you know, if someone were to breach the window of a home of anyone listening to this podcast, and they were armed, they probably would have defended themselves out of fear of imminent danger. That's the terrible reality here. I don't think sh her shooting was justified. I'm sorry. Of course but not. This is not. These were protesters that went in. We've had, you know, left wing protesters. If left wing protesters were shot by a Capitol police officer, there would be speeches on the floor today mm -hmm. attacking the Capitol police for having done that. I'm not trying to justify what she did. But what let's put this in this whole cities were burned over this summer. Washington was in flame. Their right. whole cities were taken over. Right. And it's, this is, this is, um, relatively, um, less serious than what we saw happen. And the media has never held responsibility for inciting some of this and, and, and giving a lot of promotional airtime to all of those riots. Yeah. Holding them up as role models. Uh, for example, do you remember what Maxine Waters said last year? We played the soundbite today, Chris. If you find them in a restaurant, Harass them, go up to them. Remember that? She actually yeah. was provoking people to go and harass uh, Republicans. This is, this is a slow civil war, Chris. Years ago I published Stop the Coming Civil War, and we all know that that's a, a disaster. Do you think this is going to escalate or de-escalate? Well, I think what happens is when you tell half the country, don't believe your lying eyes, you know, Fox News this morning, Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey were attacking the president, blaming him for what took place at the Capitol, blaming him for the loss in Georgia. Both of them I would deny heartily. Fox used to be a big supporter of his. I, I You know, when the media is turning against, you know, the president's had, what, hundreds of thousands of people at various rallies, never had any violence, never incited anyone to violence. Nobody at that rally yesterday ever incited anyone to do anything improper, illegal, or violent. So why should they be blamed for well, sort of inciting? Chris, look, you know what happened to Fox News, and you know that they're the, the marionettes on Fox News are doing exactly what the Murdoch family is telling them to do. When I saw that Michael Goodwin, who has been the most staunch supporter of President Trump all these years, I mean, 100%, all of a sudden turned on him yesterday, I said they were read the riot act by the owners of Fox News, who owns the Post, of course, and they were told which way the wind blows and what they had to say. And I, I think that's what's going on here. I mean, they work for the Murdochs who apparently hate Trump. Well, I think it's one of the reasons Newsmax TV, our ratings are way, way up. They're like skyrocketed almost by, almost by a factor of 10 since Election Day. Mm -hmm. People are watching us on their cable systems. We're on all the free OTT channels like Roku, Pluto, YouTube. So I think people are voting with their remote controls and they're going to podcasts like Michael Savage and they're going to get information that they're being denied. And Fox used to be really good. And I'm just shocked by what they've done and how they've turned on Trump. Uh, I, yeah, and I don't know the ins and outs of that or what actually is going on in Rupert Murdoch's mind other than he's but, but going back to what you just saw on Fox News. They work for him. He's the editor in chief, in essence. 
And when the boss tells you to do something, you do it or you're out the door. Because when I when I see which way they're, they're going here, what did they suddenly become Democrats at Fox? Well, look, Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch, I think, is a good man and has been a great conservative and very courageous. He started Fox and really, really led the whole conservative media thing in the United States. He's almost 90 years of age. I don't think he's running Fox at all. I think his kids... I think there's a big division. This has been reported that the kids uh, will control the trust. They're con- running a lot of the media organizations right now. And I don't think they're as pro-Trump or as conservative as the father has been. And so and I think we're seeing that right now. I, I really doubt that Rupert Murdoch's ordering his his reporters to go after Trump. But the truth is. You know, again, he's 90. There'll be a change of guard at some point there, and it's not going to be good. And we've relied, we've allowed the country to only have one conservative news channel now for 20 years. It's a very dangerous thing, and they definitely want to go more left. And we've seen it in their coverage. And President Trump has said to me numerous times, they're out to get me, or they, every time he's turned on the network, they're attacking him. Now, they have some good hosts, granted, but. 80% of the news coverage has been very hostile to him. Chris, look, you you have been, how many years have you been running Newsmax? When did you start it? Well, we started in 1998, so it's 22 years. I've known you a very long time, and one thing I must say to everyone listening to the Savage Nation podcast, Chris is true to his word. When I left radio, went into podcasting, he could have said, you know what, you don't have a radio show anymore, I don't need you, I don't want to talk to you. But he's here. Chris is here. And Chris is running the biggest conservative news outlet in America right now. And everyone knows that, and that's why your numbers are high. But it's a fair conservative channel, it's not like a nutcase right-wing maniac channel. And that that's the reality, Chris. Well, and, um, and I think you've been always fair. You know, they'll do a lot of spin about you or me or I'm just like I spend half my day dealing with. They'll say yesterday we were promoting Antifa. There, there's a couple of meteor. We were not promoting the Antifa. We said there were Trump supporters going in the building. Now, there have been some people in social media making this claim. We keep saying there's no evidence of it. But, you know, it's the smear game that they play. And then they want to put you on the defensive and. These are guys. But Chris, you're you're a smart enough political operative to understand that there are agent provocateurs in all crowds. And I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a real investigation done, especially that guy with the horns and the war paint who was seen at Antifa rallies. There has to have been some skateboard pothead Antifa mixed in with the crowd who caused a little bit of the mayhem. But that's irrelevant. The 99.9% of the crowd were Trump supporters. They were riled up. They did go over the top. They should not have taken over the portico. They should not have bashed in windows. And, of course, the security guard who killed that poor woman should be prosecuted to the full uh, extent of the law because he killed her. She was unarmed. But that's a, a topic for another time, and I know your time is very short. We're speaking with Chris Ruddy, CEO of Newsmax, not only the Newsmax website, which I have quoted for years ever since I was on radio and now on the podcast, but your TV outlets your tv show rather your tv outlet newsmax tv is phenomenal i have been on newsmax tv many 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 times i love newsmax tv and uh i'm not here looking for a job but chris i love your newsmax tv outlet where are you going from here 
I think we should change the name to Savage Max TV. <laughs> just that, <laughs> Stop it. You know, you were on cable. You don't know that I'm now a But, no. hey, Chris, you don't know I'm now a competitor to Newsmax TV. John Voigt's friend, Steve Paul, started a new network called, uh, I think, JCTV or something. JLTV. Yeah. JLTV. It was a Jewish channel network that they've had for years, which they're converting to news. And they want me to be the anchor. And I said, no, no, I don't, I'm not an anchor of anything. But we did our first show yesterday, Savages News, on, on that channel. It was very funny. Well, it's what a good channel. And I know those guys over there. I know Phil Blazer and uh, Stephen Paul now. And JLTV is a terrific channel. And, you know, the, the, it's great because it's giving a fair, balanced sense of news. And it's coming from a Jewish channel. Chris, where does Newsmax go from here? If Can you disclose any of your future plans since you're growing so quickly? Well, we are growing. I mean, since Election Day, 4 million people have downloaded the Newsmax app, which is on your iPhone and Android, and it's free. So what um, is amazing, and people keep talking about our Nielsen ratings, which are really high, and we're, be we're beating a lot of the – we're now the fourth-rated cable news channel in Nielsen in, in America – but we are number one when it comes to OTT because Fox doesn't stream for free, nor does CNN and MSNBC. So you can watch. What is, o wait, what is OTT? Chris, what is OTT? O OTT means over-the-top television, and it's the way people get the video streaming now when they're not part of cable on, on Roku or their boxes at home or their smartphones. And it's huge, and it's now... We think about 50% of all TV viewing takes place now. When you get Netflix, for instance, that's OTT, right? You're getting it on, you're getting it outside the cable system. Oh. And it's, and that's the future. And we're there. We're, we're the main place people are going for news, OTT. And, um, I think Fox is in, is, if you add, like, if we get a million viewers, we probably have another half million to a million more getting us on YouTube Live and Roku and things like that. And their and their smartphones, and so Newsmax is already a very dominant force, powerful force on on cable news and now OTT news. Where your studios are in West in, in they're in in Boca and in New York City. We're, our TV is largely headquartered in New York City, and then we our company headquarters is in Boca. We have studios in in there, and we also have studios in Washington. Sean Spicer's show every night. Broadcast from Washington will be broadcasting tonight with the latest news. Greg Kelly, who's our number one nightly show, is broadcast from from New York. And then Grant Stinchfield, who's a great guy, was the former NRA host. He broadcasts from Texas, from Dallas. You ought you know, to set up a studio in downtown San Francisco. I can invite some of the homeless people in to be uh, guest hosts. Uh, the cost of the, the cost of security is going to be more than I have to pay you <laughs> to do this show. <laughs> Chris, I know you're busy, and I know you have to run. I love Newsmax TV. I'm not just blowing smoke in your ear. Chris is an old friend of mine. I was in the 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 uh, West Palm Beach studios of Newsmax during the infamous election of the year 2000, if I re recollect. Remember that one when Gore and the Hanging Chads, Chris? Yes, we were there. We, we were well, there we've you. known each other. For years and years, and I do, I have to say publicly, I love Michael Savage, but I love Janet and Teddy more. <laughs> I just want to be upfront about that. And, I don't uh, blame you. I so, don't blame you, but poor, you know, here's the problem, Chris. You can't count Teddy in your listenership because the poor guy's 16 years old and he's deaf. 
He's smart, though. I mean, he's smart. Would you want to listen to all this stuff all day long without no, terrible the media? No, I'd rather, I'd rather eat. I'd rather eat a bone and sleep in my in my dog bed. Chris Ruddy, CEO of Newsmax, great operation. Thank you so much all for right. taking the time for you being with us on the Savage Nation podcast. Thank you, Michael. Great being on. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, that's the Savage Nation podcast for today, but there's much more that needs to be said tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. We saw what went on in Washington, D.C., but that was only the tip of the iceberg. There were huge crowds of Trump supporters and American patriots, whichever way you want to look at it, who also surrounded the governor of the state of Washington's mansion and protesters also surrounded the state capital in Kansas, Oregon, Georgia, Michigan, California, and Texas. They have been awakened. They have been awakened. They've had enough of Zuckerberg, Facebook, Instagram, blocking everyone who disagrees with Zuckerberg's power madness. He was never elected president. The people have been awakened. And all I can say to the other side is this. If you keep calling us names, if you keep calling us Nazis, Ku Klux Klan members, white supremacists, what you saw yesterday is just the beginning of what's coming tomorrow. Back off and understand that we are Americans as well. Learn something. Learn from America. We're not all seditious, evil Americans. And we're not all ashamed of what happened yesterday. This has been a very trying time for all of us in America. You keep putting people down, they're going to react. Or as I've quoted before, as Goethe, the great 19th century philosopher, wrote, if you take a man as he is, you make him worse. If you take a man as he could be, you make him better. You keep talking about us, and I include myself in that crowd. I'm not going to distance myself. I wasn't there, but I understand where they were coming from. Do I approve of them breaking through? No. Should they have done it? No. But a mob is a mob is a mob. You can't keep putting people down over and over again until finally they, they, they will snap. This is the beginning of a new America. And we the people have to live with Biden and Harris. And only God can save us from the leftist mobs that they unleashed on this nation. <laughs>